A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. 70 a.m. The Zone. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, it looks like the ball is back in World Dairy Expo's court when it comes to the 2021 show. Yesterday, Dane County Executive Director Joe Parisi announced that they were offering World Dairy Expo a 10-year extension on their contract to try to keep the granddaddy of the dairy show right here in Madison. We've got reaction and more thoughts on that. Don't forget Mondays, the deadline for you to make some decisions on this year's growing season. Your dairy revenue protection decision has to be happening by Monday. You've got crop insurance decisions by Monday. ARCPLC, what's it going to be for your corn and soybeans this year? That's all coming up. Have to decide by Monday. A lot to throw at you on a Thursday morning. Sorry about that. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Boy, I'll tell you what, uh, step outside this morning and there's a lot of stuff coming at you. And it could be from the neighbor's yard. It is windy out there this morning, at least in the Madison area. Cloudy skies, 53 are expected high today. Overnight lows down to 30. For Friday, a little cooler. 50 are expected high under more sunshine than clouds. Saturday, 54. Sunday, we drop down to 47. And Monday, 39 degrees with the possibility of a wintry mix back in our area. We'll talk details with Stu Muck coming up. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You're grateful for all the ways technology can connect us. Unfortunately, there are online scammers who want to take advantage. Malicious viruses, phishing scams, and identity theft are more prevalent than ever. That's why Rural Mutual includes cybersecurity protection as an option on every policy. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select John Deere equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It was not all too long ago that the federal government issued their dietary guidelines for all age groups, and that essentially sets the precedent for what federal programs are going to be serving. So schools, even prisons, everything like that. What are people going to be eating and drinking when it comes to those programs? But it's so much broader than that. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, because, Caitlin, now we're beginning to see a push for dietary guidelines on a state level. That's right, Josh. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Caitlin Riley, and I recently had the chance to chat with folks just across the river about some bipartisan legislation that would make healthy drinks like milk the default beverage and kids' menus at restaurants in Minnesota. It's called the Healthy Kids Meal Bill, and I spoke with Lucas Showstrom about it. He's the executive director of the Minnesota Milk Producers Association, and he says they've been part of this proposal from the very beginning. We're very involved and actually uh, we accidentally invented it. I can't take credit for it, but we had two farmers uh, from Hastings attend our dairy day at the Capitol and uh, they were sitting in the office with a senator talking to her about, you know, how to improve the life of kids and how to sell more milk. And they had this idea that 
if parents were at least nudged to just pick milk first, and it's since turned into milk or water, uh, reasonably so, uh, in the bill. But if, if parents were convinced to pick milk first over the sugary drinks like fruit or, of course, uh, pop or soda, that would be great for the kids and also great for dairy farmers. So it was just an idea at the time. Uh, but this senator, Senator Bigham from Cottage Grove, Minnesota, said, well, let me check with some health professionals and some, some hungry kid advocates. And all of those groups have basically joined in in Minnesota. So we've got now a couple dozen medical, dental, kids hunger type organizations, plus dairy farmers in unity on this bill, which is just really fun to see. And, and we've since also worked on some other collaboratives. Uh, where it's going now that we have bipartisan support in Minnesota, 2021 is a, a real budget year. So we're expecting them to focus on the budget and really are setting ourselves up for 2022 where they'll work on more policy items uh, like this. So we're hopeful. Um, obviously, there's um, you know confusion on, on something like this because uh, people hear, well, what if I want my kids to have soda? And to be clear, uh, we are not taking away any choices. We're just uh, trying to nudge or, or default parents to picking something with less added sugar, like natural white milk. Absolutely. I was going to say, I noticed that when they were talking the legislation that it was still always going to be an option. But man, if we could turn kids onto the flavors of milk, especially if it's something that's not typically offered in the home, get them wanting it at restaurants and then get them asking for it in the grocery store, that's got to have a big impact on our dairy farming industry. I always tell people it's really hard to put numbers on what this would mean. Uh, but I think psychologically, as a, as a dairy farmer, it would just feel good to know that your product is seen as healthy in Minnesota and Wisconsin. I think both uh, milk is the state drink, so our state already supports it. Uh, but it would just be really nice to go into restaurants and, you know, I've got kids and they usually drink milk because I uh, force them into it. We can just imagine all those conversations, hundreds of them happening every day when kids pull up to the register with their parents or the drive through window or uh, sitting down at a, at a sit-down restaurant. And they hear these choices, uh, what do you want to drink? Well, I know my kids uh, do happen to like as much sugar as they can get in their diet. But if the first thing they hear is, well, would you like water or milk? I, I think they'll take milk more times than not. And, and even if they don't, um, you know, healthier kids is the goal here overall. And um, we've got an obesity uh, epidemic in the world and especially in America. And, of course, selling more milk uh, selfishly never hurts. This is a double whammy because not only is it great for agriculture producers out there, but you really hit the nail right on the head. This comes out of a legitimate concern for the health of the children, the health of our young people who will be our next generations. And I know information about this bipartisan legislation says that right now, diet-related chronic disease costs Minnesotans more than three billion dollars each year in increased health care costs. So if we can help lower that health care cost while boosting a local industry in Minnesota and putting out healthy kids, it kind of seems like a win-win-win. Right. And, and again, to reiterate, we've got the American Heart Association, Twin Cities and, and Statewide Medical Association, so the actual doctors groups, in addition to, as, as you just alluded to, Caitlin, the insurance providers who, you know, pay for all of this uh, when we don't pay for it. So obviously the medical community uh, from insurance to dentists to doctors to the kind of uh, we've got the American Cancer Society and, as I said, the American Heart Association are pretty unanimous that this would be a good thing. And so if we can just uh, push this across the finish line, um, 
obviously we're going to have opposition. Restaurants don't like reprinting menus. That's understandable. We've given them some time to do that. Uh, also, there's some mom and pops who, you know, maybe didn't plan on reprinting menus for a long time. And we're not going to have cops running around and enforcing milk or water. But uh, the goal is that, that people do it because it's the right thing to do. And the goal is also that, you know, some of these larger uh, corporations, you think about somebody who has fast food restaurants throughout the state, throughout the Midwest, are probably going to look at this, I, I think, I'm not a lawyer, but as their legal counsel, I think they're going to say, uh, the easy thing to do here is probably just comply with the law and at least offer this stuff first. So if a parent decides that their kid deserves the sugar, hey, you know, go for it. But at least uh, most of the time we've got the doctors, the dentists, and the uh, health advocate organizations, along with the healthy kids organizations, all saying, this would be the right thing for our kids to do. And again, um, selfish plug for dairy farmers. As you alluded to, this is something where we know it's not going to be immediate and it's not something where we're going to be knocking on people's doors saying you have to have this. But what steps can people take if they want to discuss this legislation or if they want to show support, things like that? Yeah, so if they, if they want to get in touch with us, our, our website is mn, as in Minnesota, milk.org. Happy to share with dairy organizations in other states uh, what we're doing and, and how it came about in terms of strategy. Uh, or they can get in touch with us uh, just to ask questions or, or learn more. Uh, but if you are from uh, Minnesota hearing this or, or know people in Minnesota uh, who are hearing this, they can just call their legislator and say, hey, you should support the Healthy Kids Meals Bill. Um, that would that would push it along. If you've got any connection to uh, Minnesotans, legislators are looking for positive stories, especially in March of uh, this ongoing pandemic, uh, supporting something good, and, and that makes people feel good. Uh, we've seen get a lot of positive traction. And is there anything else that Minnesota Milk has on its back burner or even on the forefront that you guys are working on that you want to get the word out there for? Yeah, there's two major items uh, we're working on here in Minnesota. And uh, one is due to an immediate law change, or a recent, I should say, law change. In On February 1st, our state is requiring those with over 715 cows or 1,000 animal units to quit spreading manure in March and uh, quit spreading October 1st through 14th unless they uh, add cover crops. And um, we know there's similar laws in Wisconsin, but in our case, there's less flexibility and uh, requirement of cover crops, which means that um, in Roseau County, which is at the Canadian border, and uh, Houston County, which is on the lacrosse border, uh, you're requiring the same thing across the state, even though the climate and, and temperature might be totally different. And I don't think we really know um, what cover crops can or can't do for us with nutrient recovery at this point. So we're worried about that and, and negotiating with our pollution control agency, the Minnesota version of the DNR. And the other thing we're working on is the beginning farmer tax credit. We're proud that we were the first in the nation with a tax credit for 5% of land sales to new beginning farmers. However, uh, it was a pilot. We didn't know how much money would be used, and immediate family members could not use it. So our bill this year expands the beginning farmer tax credit so that siblings, parents, and, and sons and daughters, and, and grandkids to grandparents could use that tax credit for transferring land uh, with a 5% uh, tax credit. So that can be really significant for people. As we know, in, in farmland, I mean, 5% is, is often a, a down payment or better, depending on what sort of uh, loans and, and programs you might be using, and just really might help transition the farm a little faster than normal. So those are the two big ones uh, we are working on today, along with this Healthy Kids Meal Bill. 
Once again, that's Lucas Showstrom. He's the executive director of the Minnesota Milk Producers Association, giving an update on what's going on with that organization, specifically talking a lot about this bipartisan legislation known as the Healthy Kids Meal Bill. Now, if that is passed, it wouldn't be fully in effect until 2024 with a five-year phase-in approach, and we will keep you updated on that legislation at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Kate and Riley. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Johnson Tractor from Land to Lawn. Registration for Johnson Tractor's Planter Clinic is going on now. This clinic is catered to your situation based on your Case IH or Kimsey planter. Take classes on your own time and have access in the field once planting starts. Complete your class by March 31st and earn a reward on your next parts purchase. Look for the registration link at johnsontractor.com. Johnson Tractor from Land to Lawn. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, I had to laugh this morning. One of my buddies texted me that if the house wasn't uh, attached to the ground, it'd be in another county. It is a windy one as we go into a Thursday. Time to talk weather. Stu Mockrag, meteorologist, joining us live this morning. Yeah, uh, it actually caught me off guard a little bit. I, I knew it was picking up a little bit yesterday afternoon in the Madison area, but boy, this morning it's... It really is packing quite a punch. There's quite a bit of a wind gust, Pam, believe it or not, from Fond du Lac and Sheboygan counties north up into Winnebago and Calumet and Manitowoc. They have a wind advisory until noon. Ooh, yeah, that, that makes sense. What kind of what kind of gusts are we seeing out there this morning? Well, a lot of us, uh, a lot of you in the west, I should say, around 30. Over here, those of us in the east are having some gusts up to 35 and better. But uh, nothing drastic, not like yesterday where there were 40 and 50 mile per hour gusts. We're not going to have that. But that wind advisory is still holding on in eastern and northeast Wisconsin. Low pressure is pulled away from us now off to our northeast. A cool front 
has been drawn through the state. Precipitation, not that big of a deal. Uh, I see it looks like La Crosse has the big amount, 47 hundredths of an inch, six one hundredths at Madison, three one hundredths at Fond du Lac. Those are airport accounts. That's all that's coming in so far this morning. Well, there's Reedsburg at 43 hundredths of an inch. So just not a, a real big rainmaker. There is some snow further back to the northwest, though. Nothing we're going to be concerned by. Far northwest Wisconsin and northeast Minnesota with some snow this morning. They could have several more inches in that part of the country. Not the case here. This cool front's through. High pressure is going to make for some sunshine breaking through. Yes, we have some clouds yet this morning, but the sun will break through and it'll brighten up. And we'll be in for a pretty fine couple of days. Sunshine a little cooler Friday and Saturday, but turning around again, trying to warm up for the end of the week. When the next system, we'll see it build up out of the southwest, Nebraska, parts of Iowa with rain and snow in the weekend. Some of that development may finally push up into southern and western Wisconsin as we head towards Sunday night and into Monday. It could be a rain-snow mix. I generally think we'll talk about some rain as we get the new week underway. Maybe a little slushy new snow to add on, but nothing too drastic. Temperatures next week will be a lot more like normal. That's really low 40s. I'll have forecast details right after this. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. All righty, Stu, let's have the details on what we should prepare for today. Well, all right, it starts out morning clouds, Pam. I don't think anybody's surprised by that, but skies will clear out. It does stay a bit breezy. Keep in mind that wind advisory over at Fond du Lac, Sheboygan, and areas north, and just breezy otherwise, and I expect a lot of us to be around 50, Lacrosse and Mauston, low 50s, and the west winds at 5 to 15, gust toward 30. They diminish here by later in the day. We cleared out overnight. Sounds a lot more like normal, dropping back to about 30 or so, with the west winds at 5. Sunny Friday, a pretty fine day, mid-40s, with the northwest winds at 5 to 10, and mostly sunny Saturday, back up in the low 50s, even warmer at La Crosse. Winds become south in the day about 5. We have to keep in mind then, Pam, more clouds Sunday, and by Sunday night, a bit of that rain and snow could start to edge on in. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we'll kind of prepare for then. And when we say that, it's just going to be a one and done, right? We talk about an abbreviated winter. That's what you're talking about, right? Well, that's I wouldn't even call it winter, but yeah, we'll get some wet precipitation. We'll have some, some solid pieces in it as we make our way into Monday. <laughs> Jeez, that sounds terrible. All right. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think I kind of do. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. All right, see ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with those with those uh, 
lumpy details on the horizon. Hey, speaking of which, we did pick a little rain up overnight, depending on where you were. Don't forget, the National Weather Service is partnering with Midwest Farm Report to try to get more of you folks in the rural community to be official rainfall reporters. It really helps them when it comes to forecasting. I know every farmer, that's the first thing they want to talk about is weather. Well, talk to the National Weather Service. Go to our website, MidwestFarmReport.com. Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook or the national weather site, cocoraz.org. That's C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S dot O-R-G and sign up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Automotive maintenance means a lot more than an oil change or tire pressure. It's about staying safe on the roads. At Blaine's Farm and Fleet, we carry a huge selection of automotive products at great Blaine's prices. So whether your fleet is many cars or just one very special car, you've got a lot of good reasons to get genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Right now, when you buy three Cooper tires, get the fourth one free. Trust the automotive experts at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. In Wisconsin... Recent crash data show that someone is injured or killed in a crash involving an inattentive driver every 46 minutes. Cell phones usually make our lives easier, but when they're misused, serious harm can result. Drivers who read and send text messages while they drive endanger all of us and can cause catastrophic injuries. At Clifford & Rihala, we help people who have been injured by distracted drivers and we know how common that negligence is. Clifford and Rihala urges you, please don't text while you drive. By making smart choices on the road, you can protect yourself and help prevent crashes. If you've been injured by a distracted driver, call us. We'll help you. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. When it comes to putting a room together, I'm brilliant. No idea where you come up with these things. You didn't put the room together. I can just scribble an idea down on a piece of paper and voila! You drew the room and handed it to a Lazy Boy interior designer. I don't know how I do it. These ideas just come to me. Your idea was to go to Lazy Boy. That's all anyone has to do. I mean, I'm not bragging. You're totally bragging. But a little planning and you could have a home that looks like this. Anybody can do that. It just takes a simple meeting with a Lazy Boy interior designer. It takes about an hour, then they take it from there. It just feels good to have it all come together like this. I can finally put my feet up and relax. You've had your feet up the whole time. It's time to order your custom designs for summer delivery. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor Madison. East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. 
And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. M-Sculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. I'm Dr. Linda Van Eldick, a biomedical scientist supported by the American Health Assistance Foundation. I'm dedicated to educating the public because it's important for all of us to understand this debilitating disease. I conduct research aimed at discovering new and effective treatments for Alzheimer's disease. This is critical because every 70 seconds someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's more than a thousand people a day. Preliminary data show that exercise, a healthy diet, and keeping your mind active may help reduce your risk. At our website, ahaf.org, experts will answer your questions and address your concerns. Find out about promising research the Foundation funds and learn how to live with or care for someone with the disease. Call 1-800-437-2423 or go to ahaf.org for a free brochure on understanding Alzheimer's disease. That's 1-800-437-2423. These days, vehicles are powered by many different sources. Tom's Auto Center repairs them all. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Gas, electric, diesel, and hybrids. Plus, we offer free pickup and delivery within a 10-mile radius. And a loaner car if you need one. Tom'sAutoCenter.com Tom's Auto Center With a getter, fix, getter, done To get you going, guys Off Highway 51 in McFarland A stone's throw from McDonald's Boys, what is going on? We got, we got these guys trying to distract me. From, I'll never be distracted from Big Dead Champions. What is going on? How are we feeling today? I'm feeling I'm great, great, man. I'll go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling great. I mean, like you said, 21 years, a long time coming, and uh, it felt great to win that game. And obviously, got a little uh, karma luck there from Michigan beating uh, Minnesota on, uh, on Friday there as well, and so it all worked out. And now the second half begins, you know, as a coach, you enjoy it for the moment that it is, and we feel and we know we got more to do. So we're excited here to uh, get on the road. We got that bye, and we head down to Notre Dame on Sunday to try to win another championship. Oh, that's getting me fired up. Barry, how are you feeling today? What's up, Richter? I'm doing great, and I just, uh, I mean, you sort of reflect back on it, and uh, as, as, the, as the guys were celebrating and you look at what they achieved and what uh, Coach Strobel, Granado, and uh, Osiki as coaches achieved, you know, to, to remember what it was like back in December and when we were on the radio and what they were facing, um, you know, it just is just great. This is awesome. Really just proud of uh, the players and the coaching staff and, uh, and what they've achieved, you know, because when we were talking, we're like, well, I think they had to run like, you know, nine wins out of ten or something like that. Yeah. It was just crazy. And obviously they got a little help, but at the same time, they earned it. They absolutely earned it. They are the best team in the Big Ten, the way they played. And uh, and to me, Cole Caulfield just solidified Hobie Baker by his performance. I mean, he just, you know, the, the one shot at the end of the second period, which really was just uh, a pinpoint, almost just uh, he had pretty much a six-inch by six-inch by six window to put that thing in, and he did. I don't know how and he put a, that in. I have goal. no idea how he put that in. How did that happen? That's right a there? huge goal. Yeah, that's a huge goal. I mean, he, he knew what he was doing. I mean, he was confident, right? He's, <laughs> it's a bad angle shot, and he even said it. I don't hit it. It rims and goes around the glass, but with that, with that kind of confidence and 
and the player just let him do what he does, and for him to score that goal and the batter going one one the third period is just outstanding. It was just amazing. So to me, he's Hobie Baker. Yeah, I don't. Barry, you're talking about that uh, goal that Caulfield scored with that tight angle. Can you describe to people how hard that is? Like how small of a tight window you actually have to put that puck into? It's like putting it into like nearly a puck sized box in the corner of a goal. Yeah, so I mean, if you just look at it, if you just put up a you know rectangle in front of you, and then all of a sudden you move to the side at a bad angle, and you see how small that rectangle gets, right? And that's the goal. So you have like no. You have so much less net to shoot of, but also the goalie's bigger, you know? So at the, the, I'm just trying to simplify it where it's like, <laughs> those are bad angle shots. They're not supposed to, they don't go in and the window for the, uh, for the empty net is just, it's, it's tiny. It's actually tiny for him to just snipe it like that, you know, uh, on the power play and just take charge. I mean, he's just confident. Boom. I mean, just. He can really. He is really elite. He reminds me a lot like Danny Heatley that was here. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I got to. I got to skate with him, and it, every shot was off iron. Every shot was off the post. It was just uh, the hand-eye coordination was just very elite. So incredible. Congrats, Coach Strobes. Uh, it's, it's a good day, and obviously got to focus on board, but. Yeah. Got to enjoy it. Um, I was yeah. watching on TV. Strobes, real quick, brother. I was I was watching on TV. Obviously, I wish I would have been in attendance, but I was watching on TV, and I did see once the, uh, you know, the final whistle blew, and you're out there. You had your hand extended, trying to shake some. Did anyone ever end up shaking your hand? The, yeah, uh, the yeah. The referees, hand? referees, and linesmen were coming off the uh, ice at the time, and I just I, I'm kind of always polite and. Uh, in the fact that you know you may get those guys again down the road in a, in a playoff <laughs> game or an MC two A game, so. I hope they always remember that, you know, our staff is courteous and polite, and we're thankful for the job they did. Sometimes we agree or disagree with what they do, but I always try to make it a point to thank them for, you know, the the weekend that they, uh, you know, called the game. So that's what I was doing, and actually, all four of them shook my hand. So yeah, I'd love to see. I it. think people remember that stuff psychologically, where you know you you sit and um, have some class, win or lose, and. Uh, people can live with that, you know. They're they're so used to getting yelled at and screamed at that sometimes <laughs> every now and then. And certainly we won, so it made me in a better mood. But um, you know, it's it's always nice to feel like they did a good job. So that's kind of what I was doing. And um, but yeah, to Barry's point, you know, I'm I'm just so happy for the program, these kids, our alumni, the the community, the the, the uh, state of Wisconsin. You know, kind of it's been a long time coming. It's been a been a hard long rebuild uh you know here we use a lot of f words food fiber and farming this is the midwest farm report with pam Youngke. and it could be freezing by the time we get to the front part of next week today it's just windy 53 degrees but by the front part of next week we're looking for more wintry type weather to come back around the state of wisconsin i'm pam Youngke. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. So today, the 11th day of March. Happy birthday to Jerry Zucker. Along with his brother David, Jerry was born in Milwaukee, and they've written a lot of different comedies that you probably enjoyed and laughed at, like Naked Gun, Airplane, Top Secret Police Squad, also produced My Best Friend's Wedding, First Night, A Walk in the Clouds, and My Life. Jerry Zucker, a Milwaukee native, born on this day back in 1950. On this date, in 2011, the worst nuclear disaster since Chernobyl, when the Fukushima nuclear 
disaster happened in Japan. It was a 9.0 magnitude earthquake that caused a tsunami. That nuclear meltdown at the Fukushima plant considered the worst nuclear accident since the 1986 Chernobyl situation. Happy birthday to Rupert Murdoch, 90 years old, an Australian-American businessman that founded the News Corporation. And also, congratulations to this guy. That's Bobby McFerrin and his Don't Worry, Be Happy song. It's his birthday today as well. Yeah, a little be happy on a Thursday. Hey, we're going to see how happy the markets are in just a little bit when Andy Fallman from Rice Dairy down in Chicago joins us. He's going to give us an update on the news driving the trade. Soybeans and corn were down yesterday. We'll see what's happening today. Speaking of news, it looks like the ball is back in World Dairy Expo's court. Yesterday, Dane County Executive Director Joe Parisi announced that they were offering World Dairy Expo a 10-year extension on their contract through 2030 to keep the granddaddy of the dairy event right here in Madison at the Alliant Energy Center grounds. Remember, State Representative Travis Trannell from Southwest Wisconsin was one of the first elected officials to see what was happening and get vocal on keeping the dairy show around. He said he was relieved to see that Dane County did take some action. We are certainly glad that the leaders of Dane County and the city of Madison heard our message loud and clear. I'd like to thank everybody from across the state that took time to reach out like we asked. Hopefully it's not uh, too little too late and we can continue to have World Dairy Expo in Madison for generations to come. That's Wisconsin State Representative Travis Trannell. Now, under the 10-year extension offered by Dane County, World Dairy Expo would stay at the Alliant Energy Center through 2030. The 2021 and 2022 shows would be hosted by Dane County at no cost to World Dairy Expo, basically reflecting a discount for the decreased revenues the show experienced because they had to cancel last year. According to Joe Parisi, given current rates of vaccination and nearly a half million dollars worth of upgrades at the Alliant Energy Center to its air handling facilities, they expect this fall's World Dairy Expo to be able to happen safely. Now, the contract has to be reviewed and approved by World Dairy Expo's board and uh, before it can be ratified by the Dane County Board of Supervisors. Interesting to note that until the press release was released yesterday by Dane County, World Dairy Expo had no knowledge of this offer. So again, like I said, the ball's back in World Dairy Expo's court. We'll have to see what they decide. Hey, everybody, quiet down. The weather's on. I don't even know why I watch this. They're wrong most of the time anyway. Heck, I could probably do a better job reporting the weather than this guy. How many times have you said that to yourself? Well, now is the moment to quit talking and start doing. Go to C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S dot O-R-G to sign up to become a volunteer rainfall reporter for the National Weather Service. Anyone can participate, and by doing so, you guarantee a more accurate forecast for Wisconsin farmers. That's right. Don't forget, we really want you to become an official rainfall reporter for the National Weather Service. Now, a lot of you have been sending me emails or giving me a call to see how you can get signed up. Please, the best way to do it is going to our Facebook page. Look for Fabulous Farm Babe. You'll see the message posted right at the top of the page, and it will give you the web link to the actual application to become a rainfall reporter. The web address, if you want to go to it yourself, C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S dot O-R-G. That's Cocoraz dot O-R-G. C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S. 
R-A-H-S dot O-R-G. And remember, the goal, trying to get more Wisconsin rainfall reporters than the state of Minnesota. But we have to do it during the month of March. And because of our partnership with the National Weather Service, we are going to be randomly selecting someone from our listening area that signs up officially with the National Weather Service. And we will be sending you an official four-inch rain gauge approved by the National Weather Service. But like I said, you've got to sign up and we've got to get your name from the National Weather Service to qualify to receive that rain gauge. So please do that today. CocoRaz.org or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook for the link. Alan Fallman, Andy Fallman, I should say, from Rice Dairy LLC in Chicago is joining us in just a little bit, part of the Everag Group, to tell us what's happening in the dairy trade. The big news item that all of agriculture is kind of paying attention to is the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan that is now headed for the president's desk. A lot of money in that rescue plan that's designed for agriculture and specifically food insecurity support. So we're going to talk about that with Andy in just a little bit. Markets and overnight electronic trade this morning are mixed. December corn right now is up two at 482. November soybeans are down a penny at 1237. July wheat, that's up two at 645 a bushel. Barrel and block cheese, both unchanged yesterday in Chicago. The AA butter, though, did gain three cents at $1.71 per pound. March milk closed 12 cents lower at 1628 100 weight. April milk was down three at 1786, and May milk down seven at 1833 100 weight. Well, given the way the weather has changed around here in Wisconsin, it might be an abbreviated season for our Wisconsin maple syrup producers, but they're going to celebrate the first official tree tapping this weekend. That's when Julian Nunes heads up to Langlade County for the official event, and she says she's kind of happy that she's getting a chance to actually attend a face-to-face event to celebrate the moment. So I'll be attending the Wisconsin Maple Syrup Producers Association first maple tree tapping event this Saturday. So I'm looking forward to that. I've only tapped a maple tree once in my life, and I think it was in 4-H when I was probably seven or eight. So it's been a long time for me, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully this beautiful weather we've been having will make great maple syrup tapping weather. <laughs> Julia Nunes, our Alice in Dairyland, she'll be at Marvin Sugarbush in Antigo this weekend, where she'll kick off the event with a proclamation from Governor Evers declaring March 15th through April 15th as Maple Month. And like she said, happy to be involved in a face-to-face activity for a change. Well, you don't have to go face-to-face, but you do have to make some decisions by Monday on a lot of different programs for your farm. Monday is the deadline for decision on dairy revenue protection. Monday is the deadline for your crop insurance decisions. Monday is also the deadline for you to pick ARC, that's Agriculture Risk Coverage, or PLC, Price Loss Coverage, for your corn, soybeans, and wheat. Dr. Paul Mitchell, Ag Economist at UW-Madison, says it's important to take a look at the numbers. And what it is, you're just choosing which program you want to use to potentially trigger payments for those base takers on your FSA farms. And um, ARC is a county-level program that if the county revenue falls below the county revenue guarantee, which is based off of the national price and the local county yield, then you trigger ARC payment. The alternative is PLC, price loss coverage, and that works as if the price falls below the floor they create. Um, for corn, it's 370 For soybeans, it's 840 And for um, wheat, it's 550 If that national marketing year, marketing year average price falls below that level, you trigger payments based off your payment yields and your um, base acres. 
Dr. Paul Mitchell, UW-Madison Ag Economist. Right now, he's recommending that you choose PLC, or the price loss coverage for corn and wheat, and ARC, or agriculture risk coverage, for soybeans. Again, remember, the deadline is Monday. You need to run that uh, program through your county Farm Service Agency office. So what's happening with our markets on a windy Thursday morning? Andy Fallman from Rice Dairy LLC in Chicago, part of the Ever Ag Group, is going to be joining us live. Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com. Weather can have a significant impact on your lawn and landscape. Repairing it is as easy as having Kalani Topsoil deliver the perfect seed-friendly shredded blend of topsoil to smooth out your lawn, leaving you with the most eye-catching landscape in the neighborhood. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Hey, check the grill. The game's coming on. It's time to turn those Johnson Sausage Brats. And what a deal. You buy five packages at $6 each, and you get a package free. Pick up burgers, roast, chops, and Wisconsin's finest cheese at Johnson's Sausage Shop in Ryle. They're perfect for cooking out or eating in. Add your favorite beer, wines, or liquor, and eat deliciously. See johnsonsausage.com. Brats are ready. Johnson's Sausage Shop in Ryle. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson. Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. Bogart or Brando. You're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. $1.9 trillion. That's what the American Rescue Plan holds in store for you and for a lot of Wisconsin agriculture. What about the markets? How are they viewing this with, with a lot of details yet to be worked out? Joining us live this morning is Andy Fallman from Rice Dairy in Chicago, part of the Ever Ag Group, to kind of break it down for us. A couple different things that are more related to policy than anything we want to talk about this morning, Andy. First of all, that American uh, Rescue Plan is done. It is a whopper with a huge amount of money that's supposed to be channeled towards food and food assistance. So what is the market reacting to, if anything? You know, actually, well, first of all, appreciate the time, Pam. Um, and, you know, first of all, I'll say this. We're, you hit the nail on the head. We're still waiting to see what exactly is going to come out of the bill. I think we've seen a little bit thus far. Um, you know, we're going to see things like uh, food banks, um, SNAP programs starting to get a little bit more money. You know, but one, uh, a couple things that does stick out to me as well is 
you know, the food box program is still going to be going through the end of April. And then we'll see what, what they do with the rest of the money from there. Um, you know, but uh, you, I believe we'll also see uh, $1,400 stimulus checks as well. And, you know, I, I think you actually start to see some folks get out there and do some stuff with that money, especially in the food service space. Well, and that's the other element. Uh, uh, it, it's not connected with the $1.9 trillion necessarily, but we are continuing to get updates on the number of Americans that have been vaccinated. Uh, Wisconsin, depending on what county you're watching, has been doing a pretty aggressive job trying to get the vaccine into arms. I know I got my first dose yesterday. So that is also a little bit more encouraging to the market, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we, we, we saw, we've seen some states already show signs of kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, right? You know, Texas reopened. I know there's been some other states that have been joining that as well. But you think about, you know, I, I guess where my head starts to go is, you know, the, the government's about to inject a significant amount of capital into the economy, and there's going to be a lot of money that goes into food and food assistance. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're also going to see folks being able to get out there and do something. And I feel like that's going to be something that really uh, moves the market. I think it's going to be more in the summer months. You know, it depends on when people are, you know, fully vaccinated or, or we have a significant enough or significant, a significant amount of people that are vaccinated that folks are willing to get out there and do stuff, you know, and, and I, I think that's going to be a really important factor as we go into the summer months because, you know, restaurants, food service, that's a big piece of demand, um, especially for dairy. And especially for things like butter, for example, um, you know, being able to get that demand back and, and, and start kind of rocking and rolling. I mean, I guess my gut feeling is that people have been cooped up for over a year. I think they're going to want to get out. They're going to want to get out and travel. They're going to want to go out to eat. And uh, I just I could see a big spike in demand coming from that as you know states start to reopen and, and we get more demand coming you know, just from our domestic markets. Yeah, and you know, you make a good point. Uh, have we seen any of the markets start to, I guess, gear up? You know, barrel and black cheese was unchanged yesterday, but the butter did go up a little bit. So are, are we starting to see them get in position? I, I think so. And, you know, we, we, we had a, we are maintaining a pretty good discount to the rest of the world. You know, we had a recent uh, global dairy trade auction that was pretty friendly, particularly for uh, whole milk powder, skim, you know, uh, butter equivalent. So when you when I think about it's not just class three it's class four as well but you, we're you know we're hanging in here at a pretty good discount to the rest of the world and and I feel like just the, the globe as a, as a whole is starting to kind of wake up and and come back out and want to get ready to get back to kind of living a normal life so I think part of that's going to come with um, increased demand across pretty much all product categories in, in the dairy space so yeah I do think that we're starting to see some you know the, the market position a little bit to be able to start moving higher I, I like I said before. I'm looking more down the line in terms of the summer months, July through December. Really, I mean, excuse me, not just summer months, but the second half of the year, starting in the summer months. So, um, second quarter right now, class three, kind of hanging around eighteen bucks. Uh, I, I, you know, I think that a lot of how strong we can maintain that price is really going to depend on, you know, what sort of spending that we see out of the government is spread across multiple categories. Not like what we saw last year, where it was focused a lot in the food box program, where cheese got a significant buy. Um, also, to you know, how quickly can people get out and do stuff? Let me ask you, and uh, it's kind of still on that uh, 1.9 trillion. 
I've get, gotten a lot of questions, a lot of emails from producers that are saying, okay, I understand the food element, but is there anything that we've seen in the early draft that would indicate some of this money being chan- channeled to actual producers? Seen anything, Andy? I have not. I mean, we, we saw that they suspended the CFAP payments, um, and that was done early on. Uh, gosh, I want to say that was done probably late January, early February. So I personally have not seen anything in there. Not to say it isn't going to happen. You know, we're still waiting to see the full kind of bill, right? I believe that gets signed probably, I believe, Friday. So um, what we've seen thus far um, seems to be, like I said, the big spend that I've seen thus far has been pointed more towards food bank, SNAPs, uh, things like that, or SNAP program, things like that. So... Uh, again, not to say it's not going to happen. I just I just have not seen it as of yet. And they still have money from the previous uh, bills. I mean, yeah. that's that's the other frustrating part is there's money out there to be spent from the previous bills that has not been spent. Correct. Yeah, and, and you know it's, it's it's at the secretary's discretion, right? And so if you think about how much money was spent from the you know the food box program is going to be extended through the end of April. And that was something that was put in the original um, in the original release, caught like in December, late December, and or excuse me, early January, really. But it, 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 that money, there was about 1.5 billion dollars that was to be spent. And if you, if the assuming that the last round of food box has the same spend as it had for the previous two, there should be called around 400 million dollars left from the previous stimulus. And again, that money is to be spent at the secretary's discretion. Over what time frame, we don't know. Yeah, right. So, yeah, there's still, exactly, I mean, there's still money left from the previous stimulus, assuming that money hasn't been committed by him elsewhere. Andy, tell us how we can kind of keep up, keep up with you guys as this unfolds. Give us your contact information. Sure. Now, uh, my uh, my email address is just my initials, A is an Apple, J is in Jack, F is in Frank, at, right, or, excuse me, at everag.com. Um, you can also reach me. Uh, my phone, uh, 312-492-4238. Um, you can also visit our website, uh, www.ever.ag. All right. Well, we appreciate the conversation. It's going to be interesting to watch what happens on this uh, $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. Andy Fallman along with us, one of the folks keeping an eye on developments from Rice Dairy Ever Ag down in Chicago. Like you said, ever.ag if you want to get in touch. This is the Midwest Farm Report 